Welcome to We Book Celebrities. I'm Dan Muller. That was great. Yes, I'm doing the intros now. From here on out? Uh, no, not necessarily. You think just this one? Did it feel natural? It did not. No. I felt very uncomfortable. <laughs> I could tell. I, <laughs> I prefer when you're you're in the driver's seat on that one. I don't know why. I do like the idea of sharing the wealth. Um, you handled it horribly. You thought so? It was di- just absolutely nobody's excited to listen to this. That's not true. No, I think it was okay. Uh, people started walking in the apartment upstairs like immediately before we turned the it, record on. It was very distracting. Yes, and there's that. And I remembered that like maybe 20 minutes before you got here, there was like they were having a big fight. Oh, there's a, it's a couple that lives up there, and they're kind of uh, volatile. Did you hear any content? No, I couldn't really like a lot of you motherfucker. <laughs> like it was. There was a lot of fucks involved, right, but I yeah. couldn't really get the and, context of it. And do you think they can hear us talking about I it right now? I certainly hope so. I hope so, too. <laughs> <laughs> Would that be your passive way of like letting them know that... They're, they're kind of terrible. Yeah. yeah. They're very loud, and they drop things on the floor, and then they fight at weird hours of the night. So. Well, let's push this podcast towards them somehow. Can we just like leave yes. a, like a zip drive... In front of their door, we might we might have to do that, yeah. yeah. Or just uh, a link to the website where to find it and tell them to listen to this episode specifically. Specifically, that is the most like passive. <laughs> and they, yeah, and they we, would obviously just throw that away. I just, would think. Just no, I'm like, not gonna. How do you listen. complain about someone via a podcast? I think we try. I think we, yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll report back mm-hmm. um, with next episode to tell you how that went. We shall do just that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's going to go great. Well, uh, this episode uh, is brought to you by Roseanne Barr. Speaking of loud and obnoxious, she's kind of uh, noisy. She, she is a loud woman. She's a loud woman. She does, you know, she's not easy on the ears, as they say. No. Do they say not. that? I don't know. Yeah, easy on the ears. Yeah, definitely not eyes. But Remember when she sang the national anthem? Oh, people lost their shit. Yeah. They really did. Was it because she was bad or was it because she like grabbed her crotch and spit afterwards? Yeah, I think it it was more of the like disrespectful angle. Like she was sort of. Was the off key on purpose? It's not. I don't think she could have done much better, but she could have made it a little bit more uh, sensible. Right. Right. I th- yeah, probably. Um, I mean, a set of pipes. I don't see it on her. No. So even like her best performance wouldn't have been something to really honor America with, but she could have been a little more. Yeah. I, I don't know what the right word is, but who booked that? <laughs> I don't know. What a, what a mistake. That is a horrible, like, I can't think, Oh, let's get Jim Gaffigan to, you don't hire like a comedian or Jerry Seinfeld no. to sing. I don't know if that was like when her show was on and she was just very popular at the time and they thought it would be a big draw for fans and they would like it. Mm hmm. I mean, I know it was long ago, but I guess the show was probably popular around that time. I don't actually know the timeline at all. I don't either. When she did it. Um, callers call in uh, and... Uh, and correct us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> leave a leave a Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. You can, Please, somebody tweet at us. <laughs> just, just one. I have so many high hopes for like getting a, a good uh, Twitter presence going, and you guys really are dropping the ball. We didn't find out what anybody else thought as far as sexy crimes go. Sexy crimes? No, not a single response. But we did find out that people don't like Morrissey interviews. Yeah, we did. They don't like uh, when we uh, have Morrissey on. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, they I, thought it was an impersonator. I don't know why. I don't know why they would think that. But Morrissey fans got mad at us and uh, wrote a big long thread. I was thinking Morrissey might need to come back and apologize for his uh, disparaging remarks about David Bowie. Yeah. Let, oh, yeah. The di- like just a few days after, oh, just that calling was- him a. Whatever <laughs> Talentless, he, I think. There is you what he go. Said. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how he feels about that. Yeah, now he probably regrets it deeply. He might. Well, we'll uh, we'll get him on for number two. Yeah. Speaking of number two, Roseanne Barr is coming <laughs> into the apartment very shortly to yell at us and uh, 
tell us about. <laughs> she's all, she's comedic royalty. I don't know what we're doing. We're biting ourselves. I, I agree. Yeah. She's yeah. just a little wacky and a little bit, uh, I don't know. But she's politically charged. She's polit- Yeah. She has a lot of uh, opinions there and we're going to dive into some of those. I mean, I entertain some cons- conspiracy theories myself, so I, I think she'd be cool to talk to about that. All right. Well, we better yeah. be on our best behavior because she can make or break us. That's true. Comedically. We got to be nice. Right. She was on Last Comic Standing as a judge. So. Yeah. Just giving out great advice. Mm-hmm. We might even be able to do some bits for her. Yeah, there you go. I mm-hmm. think we could spend a good 20 minutes just... Just riffing. Yeah, and she could Just doing us. our act. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's how we do this. We might. We might have to. All right. Well, when we come back, Roseanne Barr, right here on We Book Celebrities. Oh, couldn't get me in the heaven. The heaven couldn't get me in a bitch bed. Red 11 that stole on the house. Big up them balls. And we're back, and it is I who am introducing back from the break this time. Oh, we could go back and forth in future episodes. Like whoever intros the beginning could uh, not intro the after the break part. Yeah, it's just an idea. I think that's uh, I I like when the listening audience can get a peek behind the curtain. Yeah, when just we, a little bit. Th- we're just going to have a production meeting yeah. right now and, and we can give you some behind the scenes stuff. This is like a DVD extra. Yeah, and just not the main content. This is like when Dave Holmes from Meet, from MTV, he's on like the FX. <laughs> I haven't heard that name in a while. <laughs> oh, when he does like the, what, yeah, don't they have the like, it's a dinner and a movie kind of thing? Where Pretty like, much, yeah. This one is on FX and they're in like some weird like green screened studio, studio. like they're inside of VCR or something. I don't know where they are, but they just, hey, this is what Doc Ock really looked like initially. Here's (laughs) Spider-Man 2 again. Yeah, in between the commercials. It's so bad. Uh, One of us is going to end up hosting that before we die. It's going to be the only thing we can book. Yeah. uh, Eventually. Uh, we, We would be great dinner and a movie hosts. I think so. I'm uh, pretty good at cooking. I, I've, you know, I got a little bit of chops there. <laughs> Do you make pork chops? I've never made pork chops. I, I like a good pork chop. You yep. got to brine it first a little bit. That always mm-hmm. helps. Make and sure the, it's the salt water. Yeah, nobody wants a dry pork chop. Absolutely not. Definitely not Roseanne Barr. No. Again with the food. But again with the food, right? You know, I don't. I don't want this always to be about her. Let's not ask her about her weight. We I don't won't. know if you had questions. If you had number one, why are you so big? That seems that doesn't seem do like that. a nice question. I don't like to, to body shame people if I if I can help it. Yeah. But if she was being a real jerk, maybe I'd bring it up. Right. I don't know. I haven't heard from Kyle or anybody about her arrival. Right. I'm a little concerned. We thought we'd just start the show and then have her arrival be very organic and we'd just pick up. Yeah. As soon as she gets here. Right. I know like when listeners, they like to hear just kind of hear somebody peek in a little bit. You hear them off mic just a little bit. It's kind of a cool thing when it's unscripted like that. It it gives a real honest uh, approach. But in hindsight, knowing Kyle's track record, we probably shouldn't have started until she was sitting right here, handcuffed to a Mm. chair and not leaving. Some people might already be doubting us. Some listening audience might have given up already, and I would encourage them to just just have faith. Well, Kyle has uh, disappointed us currently. He might uh, he might send a text to say she's here any moment now. Yeah, I think he's delivering some DMT in the area, so he yeah. should be some of your neighbors now. Yeah, getting into it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what your uh, above neighbors were arguing about. Had a fight about DMT. Yeah, up there. yeah, maybe I. I wouldn't put it past them they have weird uh tapestries on their wall mm-hmm. i saw through the window uh, <laughs> i wasn't looking in it's Peeking just like in, you can right? s- you can see when you walk up the front you can see their living room and okay see how they're decorating i bet you they like incense that's all <laughs> that's the kind of people they are well, not that there's anything wrong with that but it's just i don't like the, i don't like them no <laughs> just as human beings yeah all right well um, I mean, I did have questions for Rosie. Oh, you did? I actually did. Okay. I wanted to do some research on this nice lady. 
Um, just, you know, like Tom Arnold and her show that was such a big thing and what she had to go through. Yeah. Good old Tom Arnold. She was at the top of her game for a while. You know, we're, we're kind of being a little slanderous against her at at this point, but, um, you know, in the early nineties, I want to say that show was a big deal. Yeah. And I've watched some not too long ago and it's still not bad. You still like it? Yeah. All right. I mean, it's a uh, a good working class. I do. Uh, That's when, the thing. Yeah. yeah. When I was looking it up, they said uh, the production company or the network was looking for a no perks family comedy. No perks. Yeah. That's hmm. what they described. That's what the execs called it. So basically uh-huh. working class or poor, overweight, unattractive families like not the fancy ones that you normally mm-hmm. see. And I mean, you can't go wrong with John Goodman as John the Goodman dad. John Goodman was really good. Yeah, did that make his career, that show? Um, I would think so. I think it I did. think he was kind of a John Goodman before, but I don't think it was any... I think that was And that really hit thing. it home. Yeah. Because um, I remember that uh, shitty stand-up comedy movie um, with Tom Hanks and Sally Field. What? Um... God damn it. Why can't I think Wait, of Tom Punchline? Hanks? Punchline? Yeah. Oh, maybe I've heard of this, but I've never seen it. Tom Hanks is a comedian. Is a comedian and Sally Field, who is married to John Goodman in the movie. Okay. And she starts doing stand up and she's a mom, and all her jokes are basically Roseanne jokes in the movie. She just like kind of rips it off? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. And it's weird to then see John Goodman and. Yeah, I think it's just oh, let's base it on Roseanne. I see, I and, see. But I, uh, oh, yeah. I, yeah, we have not asked a <laughs> single question. We've just brought up her show. We've at least talked about Roseanne. That's better than we have nothing, right? Yeah. What do you want from us? We haven't been talking about pork chops yet, so no. But we do. If you know, make a good brine if you're making pork chops. <laughs> We do have a food segment mm-hmm. every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but I do understand that she is big into conspiracies. Yeah, she's uh, pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, into that. And, I, you know, there might be some, like, mental issues at hand there. But uh, she believes um, that the government like kind is, like, mind-controlling everybody. Now, is it lizard people? Ce- ce- celebrities a- especially. Right. Um. I don't know if it it's like with the Illuminati lizard people conspiracy or not. I think she's so far in the fringe that she's not even in mainstream conspiracy land. Oh wow! Like she kind of just develops her own. Mm. Yeah, that's. She wrote like a letter to Obama. Um, I was reading about this today. <laughs> was this after she tried to become president? I don't know. I when was that? Because she ran in like 2012. Oh, this must have been it. I think this was you know within the past year or two. Oh, okay. That I was seeing this. Um, she wrote a letter to Obama accusing him of you know just violating all of these amendments and uh, accusing him of like gay sex acts too that <laughs> okay. he's like covering up, which I don't know how any of that's related but <laughs> she uh she went off she wrote like a weird manifesto and sent it off to the white house i guess with the expectation of barack to reply yeah well, like just uh, open up about it like yeah <laughs> yeah you got me you're right you're right <laughs> let's chat sometimes and to what end was she i don't ex- know i think she was like apparently she like isolates herself she didn't find out about 9-11 until like a week or two after because she just like lives in seclusion. Wow. Um, strange lady. I don't, that's impressive how you can miss yeah. that one. <laughs> Such a huge fucking thing. But I think she was like on taking some like antidepressants or some type of drug that just like knocked her out for a long time. Mm, wow. Yeah. She's, well, she's um, a mess. So she believes in conspiracy theories. Uh, Dan, do you? I think I do. Yes, I th- I definitely entertain them to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. And but like I understand that you don't want to be too much of that because then you're perceived as this like mental case lunatic, and you can't you can't follow that trail too much. But it is sometimes fun to play with and and see where your mind goes. Yeah, because some of them do make sense to a point. And you, for uh, sure. but and the problem is you can keep convincing yourself of truths that maybe aren't there. Right, you're trying to see them. And I don't know. Yeah. And so, some of them hold water to a certain extent. Yeah. And then 
most of the time, anytime I go down a rabbit hole. And then after about 30 minutes, you find something like, oh, that, okay, this just completely destroys. This is shutting it down. Yeah. All of the conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is there anyone that you have concentrated, like, read more about? I was, uh, there was a phase of my life where I was really into the 9-11 uh, conspiracy. Sure. An easy um, one to get on board with. That, that's the gateway. Or to get into, yes. Loose I don't Change. Know. Loose Change, the oh. YouTube documentary. <laughs> right. There's a lot of YouTube videos out I there. Mean, and if I'm being totally honest, I still have some questions. You know, if imagine if the, there was some high-ranking, like, FBI official who knows some fucked up shit. If you had that person, like, tied up or, like... <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds, I don't, not to like torture, but like if that dude like just doesn't give a fuck and you can ask him any question, like I would ask him about the 9 11 stuff. Are you pitching our next podcast episode? I don't know to, how <laughs> yes. to tie up an FBI agent. <laughs> we gotta kidnap an FBI agent. Heaven forbid the NSA is listening to this. Yeah, oh, I'm sure they're big uh, fans of yeah. <laughs> celebrities. Yeah. Not even like to scope out anything, just casually listening. Just casually listening um, during their downtime. Yeah. And then, oh, Uh, God damn it, Dan and Danny just admitted to a plot. And now we got to bust them. But we like them so much. But I mean, that's another big, I'm I'm going all over the place too, but like NSA stuff and like who knows what the government can monitor and listen to. It's probably like much more advanced than we even know. Yeah. Technologies. Area 51, all that bullshit. Oh, I mean, I would assume that they are, you know, 30, 20 or 30 years ahead of us. Oh, yeah. 100%. It wasn't like the stealth bomber, like airplane invented like way back. Oh, I don't know. Um, In like, you know, 1950 or something. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we only found out about it <laughs> like the 80s. Right. I think. I think that's, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Again, didn't do a lot of research. <laughs> so yeah, so your conspiracy theory only goes um, so deep when you just then you kind of yeah I yeah because I don't want to follow that go down that rabbit hole and just be a complete psycho who talks about this all the time. Right. You got You got to shut off your brain at a certain point. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and but and then like when people who are fully into the conspiracy, they start yelling at you, and it's not like you shutting off your brain. It's just you're denying yourself. Because what good comes of that? Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Say say 9-11 was an inside job. What am I as an individual going to do to get people worked up about that? I mean, you make a documentary. Yeah, but what is that? And even still, what does that solve? Like, it already happened. Right. It's a shitty thing if, just, that's, if that's what the government did. But, you know, you're just like a cop. You have your uh, all your different files and all your different cases. And yeah. this is just one to take it, you know. It is like Al Capone. You just you either get them on murder and all of these things, or you get them on tax evasion. So you either go nine eleven, or you go a lizard person. That's yeah, that's true. You might as well go for the the lizard person at some point. You go for the big one. Yeah. Or hopefully you find something in nine eleven that's undeniable. It's a rocket into the Capitol. It's not an airplane. See, that's that's the crazy thing. Like you you got to figure there's all sorts of surveillance around the Pentagon. And they really only have that one little clip that doesn't even look like an airplane flying into it. Right. That one's. Did you. And if you have anything like disproving some of that. But that was always like the factor that was the weirdest to me. I mean, I think a lot of it is they have evidence and lack of photos or lack of this or lack of that. And that in their mind is proof. There wasn't engines. There wasn't this. Mm -hmm. Well, just because you can't find it or because you can't find a photo or a video of it doesn't mean it wasn't there i guess not but there there is stuff in the documentary about uh like you know security cameras at like a gas station across the street like got confiscated like they didn't want anybody to Mm -hmm. i don't know like wouldn't you think like there's footage of the planes in new york yeah wouldn't i i would think the circumstances would be very similar if a plane crashed into the Pentagon, like somebody would have some type of like footage. And why is the government hiding that? Yeah, if it was exactly the attack that they as said we it, know was? it as, yeah. yeah, why would they not release it? I don't know. I mean, there are so many instances of things that I have trouble really thinking about, like, oh, well, they don't release it because of this. Oh, well, of course. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And I would need somebody higher up or smarter than I to tell me why. Because right now, I don't know why. I don't fucking know why either. And 
the thing is like government officials don't even like give any sort of credibility to these theories whatsoever so they don't even have to answer the questions and i sort of wish they would sometimes right it's also weird that that was like a government building so if it was an inside job why are they attacking one of their own buildings unless they unless there's these real high up illuminati people that like are just like yeah we're even going to fuck over the the government right and, and i'm sure some conspiracy theorist has a reason why it was like that part of the building mm-hmm. and they were then getting rid of these documents or these people that knew something yes but uh, there's like but like it goes i don't know i i would like to interrogate somebody right oh this is another this is uh, an interesting point um i think there was like a guy from like a high ranking military official who like went to go like the seattle seahawks like training camp or whatever like i don't know just to be like like wanted to meet him or whatever i don't know okay and and pete carroll is apparently like a 9-11 truther and he was like (laughs) asking him all these inappropriate questions (laughs) and i thought that was so funny but like the guy would like not answer him whatsoever Wow. I just remembered this now. I should have researched more of the, about that before we got into it. Oh, man. Yeah, we should have researched that and just watched Loose Change together. Yeah, maybe before <laughs> we... <laughs> bonus content. Yeah. Just listen to us uh, commentate on Loose Change. Yeah, every once in a while when I'm really bored, I like work or wherever, I will just turn on a good 10-minute YouTube video of oh, yeah. just a news channel that messed up the feed that then shows like that the plane wasn't actually there that's the thing that i don't understand that they try and say that like newscasts screwed up their part of the job because they didn't like add the plane when they were supposed to what do you mean um because there's i don't know i'm not sure i know this one yeah because there's a there's certain times where like they will find a newscast so it's Mm -hmm. like NBC New York okay. and their local newscast had some footage that looks weird and they're saying NBC forgot to put in the plane at this part like where's the plane here uh, somebody the director forgot to put in that part of the graphic like they just have a, a graphics team that like made the whole plane yeah into and live footage it. and yeah and that proves oh I don't know. Because no. why would they trust each media outlet independently to like do the do that editing work, you exactly. know? <laughs> yeah. And Unless, the- wow, that's so weird. <laughs> and <laughs> that, that doesn't, yeah, I can't give any credibility to that. But And that's usually when like if I do find a video that is particularly persuasive, then mm-hmm. I the very next one will be something like that. It was like, oh, this is dog shit. Like, yeah. nope. Um, the other ones I like are um actors who are you know hired to be down at the uh attack sites Mm -hmm. that is pretty interesting apparently that was like a big part of like the sandy hook conspiracy theory was that there were a lot of actors involved yeah um like in terms of like the the parents who were like missing children like some of them were proven to be like tragedy actors or whatever so when you say proven um I don't know, like they just like dug up some background things on these people and they had like experience being like grief acting or something or uh-huh. whatever. It it was it was bizarre. Again, I wish I read more. <laughs> I, know, I read we, a lot about it at the time, but yeah. now not so much. Yeah, pulling this where we haven't looked at or yeah. read about in six months, it's kinda harder. Um yeah, there was definitely a Sandy Hook one that I watched where like a mom is with the daughter and they're saying like you know, they show the footage and then the person who like put the video up, the conspiracy theorist, mm. uh, is then like putting words underneath and like this is when the mom is whispering to the girl like right. what to say. Oh, about well, uh huh. <laughs> and and I like, mean Yeah, hey, at a certain point it's like, dude, you're you're out of your mind. Yeah. I can't I can't listen to this shit. Maybe Roseanne makes some of those videos. Yeah, I wonder. That would be like a cool person, well, not a cool person, <laughs> but like an interesting person to talk to for a little bit. Like, yeah, like where are you getting this information from? Oh, I know. I would really. Do you just like sit in your basement with like the tinfoil hat on? <laughs> that is one of the, the. Yeah, it would have to be. Um, there, there has been a few where of like the actors who show up to, uh, tragedies like that, mm-hmm. where they, where one guy was at. He's been interviewed at like three different attacks. 
Oh. I have no explanation for that. That's weird. Yeah. Well, and it's it's the also the thing like they're doing like um a, a common variable in a lot of these tragedies have been like they're doing like safety emergency drills in the city or wherever it's, the tragedy takes place like a day beforehand. Mm-hmm. And it's like, holy shit, why? <laughs> Come on, that can't be a coincidence. Right. Um and actually <laughs> like Two weeks ago or something, there were there was like a news report. I saw like some local news station here posted like, if you see like Black Hawk helicopters around, it's just a, an emergency drill. And uh, I was looking through the comments on like their Facebook p- page, and it's just like, oh yeah, that means there's gonna be some massive attack tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, so some people are uh, in tune with all this shit. Yeah. Um, there was, uh, about a month ago, I was on the blue line train Mm -hmm. here in Chicago and there was a guy sitting next to his luggage and, uh, he got off the train and left the luggage and I was like, all right, well shit. All right. I guess it's then this person who's also sitting real close to the luggage and it was in the back of the train. So the one that is like sitting facing like so you the other. didn't know it was his necessarily yeah i just thought it was that guy and he got up and left i was like oh that's weird okay all mm-hmm. right well and then um we were getting to one of the two stops that i can get off at okay doors open and the guy who then i assumed was his bag he gets off and i just uh, just so just creeped out yeah and i just run off the train also so you got off as well right yeah. Yeah. I, th- I would have done it. I would have been like, why take a chance? <laughs> right. I'll walk an extra couple blocks. Right. And it's going up north. It's heading to O'Hare. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. I haven't heard anything, so I assume it was absolutely nothing. But there's nobody around that suitcase That's so by weird. the time I got off. That's so fucking strange. I don't know. Like, as a, even if it was like an honest mistake, what the fuck are you doing? Who just leaves a bag on it? I mean, it was a big suitcase. Yeah. Like, Right. Going off for a week vacation. What the fuck? I don't know. What the fuck? I have no idea. So that when that type of stuff happens, it's definitely... It's alarming. It's a, it's a sign of the, the times we live in where we have to worry about that shit, though, too. Cause right. I don't know. You hear so much about strange, terrible things. Definitely. You got to be alert, see something, say something. I'm glad you didn't say anything. I'm glad you just took it, looked out for yourself. It <laughs> just ran off. Well, it was out of panic because the whole time I assumed that it was the other guy and then he was getting off. Yeah, you have no time to really react. Yeah, You're so just then like, it's okay, just, it was flight or flight. Mm-hmm. Get me out of there. Yeah, don't don't deal with that shit. Yeah. Huh. That idea of being a hero, um, there are times when like I will feel creeped out with somebody on the train. It's like, all right, well, if something goes down, I will do this, this, and this, and I have it planned out, and I'm ready. And in that case, I can convince myself I'll be the hero. Mm. But when it's something like with the baggage and like I'm surprised by it, I run, just leave. Mm. I just leave the situation. Not a hero today. I see. I see. It's it's also like alarming too, being in a big city because you work downtown, right? Yeah. When you know five o'clock rush hour or whatever if you can sort of like in your head envision like some type of disaster and just like the fucking chaos that that would be like people trampling each other and running and just it would be horrific yeah it would be absolutely horrific i think about that a lot of times just getting off at 5 p.m and the amount of people is like all right somebody could just put a bomb right here and we are we are all fucked (laughs) yeah and you just shut down uh, transit system, you kill so many people. Yeah, I, it just is. Yeah, I can't imagine what that would be like. I know that that was always the biggest uh, worry I had in my head. Like working you, down there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's no fun. Yeah, I um when I first moved here, I definitely had that thought of like before I move away from Chicago, something's gonna happen here where all my family members call me to make sure I'm safe. Right, because, yeah, you hear about it in, like, all these other cities and, uh, you know, all those Paris attacks recently, and it's just like, God damn it. No, I know. Um, But instead, now everybody in Chicago, um, because I'm from St. Louis Mm -hmm. and also Columbia, Missouri. Oh, yeah. uh, So then instead, it's like, what is happening to Missouri? Like, Missouri's falling apart. It's not Chicago. Illinois is doing fine. Yeah, interestingly enough. Uh, Because I... Was born in Ferguson. You were, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So, it born in Ferguson, <laughs> then grew up in Columbia, where Mizzou is, uh-huh. where the football players stopped playing. Yeah. 
that whole fiasco. Um, and there's just so much other, the Rams leave us. Yeah. We didn't talk about that. Ever. <laughs> it was upsetting. Yeah. That, that, and that was like so sudden too. Yeah. I learned about that. Like the day it was announced, I didn't know there was anything even being talked about. Yeah. There was talks for uh, probably even a year, just kind of. I thought it was like the Raiders who were going to have to go. Yeah, that was the talk. Then they would uh, potentially come to us instead. Oh, okay. Um, I know that they're then LA is fighting for the Chargers also to join, and yeah. they would split a stadium that they're building. The Rams and Chargers. That'd would be play. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do like that we can so cat like that is true professional comedian that we can just transition from. <laughs> yeah, just not even a segue. Just. You know, right into it. mass panic terror attack into uh, the demise of the St. Louis Rams with rage and <laughs> just being as upset, if not more. Yeah, more, yeah, that's the fucked up thing. I yeah. think you're more heated about that. Than. Yeah, but you know, you just become, I don't know, like there's just so many news stories, and especially when I first started working in news, mm-hmm. there's just so many things of like. Haiti with the earthquakes and then there's just these big holes basically going into hell or the center of the earth and it just felt like just tomorrow is gonna be the last day Mm -hmm. here we're just gonna go like there's certain times once every year once every two years where it's just horrible story horrible story horrible story this is just gonna be the end of the world Mm -hmm. and it's yet to happen it's great i i think that's like one of my big uh reservations about like living anywhere um like on either coast living outside of the midwest Mm -hmm. i feel like this is a pretty good area to be because you know we still get the cool city but we're surrounded by like a bunch of flyover states there's like a bunch of like water here i'm really big into like the water conspiracies lately that there's not there's not enough water like la has no water supply it's like totally fucked i don't like how is it sustained (laughs) right i don't Um, know yeah and also at the end of uh the big short like the one guy all of his investments are like in water now and and that just made me really worried like there's going to be some sort of like shortage where there's going to be this like mad max scenario within the next 10 years hopefully i'll be ready oh yeah i have my mask all set up Mm -hmm. your like flamethrower guitar yeah it's good to go yep my chain overalls that are just connected to thong underwear oh right because you gotta you gotta keep cool right (laughs) (laughs) and look good nice little breeze just blowing Mm -hmm. through everything so the water thing then like obviously with flint michigan and there's yeah there's that too i I mean that's just uh i think that's just like negligence on the yeah end of their government i i don't know but um i i think a lot of uh conspiracies and even like the 9-11 conspiracies, it's negligence. I think it's sometimes more so that than this plot. I think yeah. some of it that may or may not be covered up is covering their own asses that they weren't as responsible yes. as they should be. Yes, that's that's a really good way to view that, for sure. And and I think that's that holds more water than you know somebody making a YouTube video in their basement and being like, see, look, look at right. this. It's really just people covering their own ass because they could have been more prepared, you know? So do you think, uh, do you think we will, I guess we could ask Roseanne this too. She, where the fuck is oh, she, by I, the way? Uh, yeah, I know. We've really given up. I haven't, I haven't heard from Kyle, but my phone is off. Oh, um, well, that's- <laughs> <laughs> I'll turn it on and we'll check back in. <laughs> that is not a responsible interview. You, oh. I, you can tell that you just don't want her here. Uh, maybe so. Maybe so. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking about some interesting things. I don't know if I need, I need her to cramp my style. Yeah. She might just shut it down. She might shut it down. She might try to sing or do something. Just make it unfun. Or insult my comedy. Yeah, probably. She might. I don't need to invite that into my home. Yeah. I mean, you know, holding water, that was a pretty funny joke. Yeah. I, I wasn't even trying. It's just, it's effortless. (laughs) Um, the guy, the CEO of Nestle, like doesn't want to make like is is sort of lobbying or whatever. He wants he doesn't want water to be like a basic right, 
as a human. Like oh, yes. Wants, I, okay, yeah. I have heard about He's this. trying to have everything be, like, bottled and you have to pay for it. Right. And I think, and if I had to guess, like, the big short guy, his investments are related to what the Nestle guy wants to do. Mm, okay. Uh, which guy was it in the big short? I believe it was Christian Bale's character. Okay. I think. Yeah. Either that or um, Brad Pitt's character. I don't think because I, but I don't think so because he was kind of like out of the game and just living right. on a farm somewhere, right? Which is honestly what I kind of want to do mm-hmm. at some point in my life. Yeah, just quit everything and live on a farm. I it's, it's and grow my own food, right? Yeah, I mean, also just the amount of people, just being around, like on either coast, mm. like there's just less and less space for people over there. Yes, and just give me a farm and I'll learn how to do these things and. It it is definitely appealing. Whether that actually happens, I <laughs> I, I don't think I, I don't know if I at this point in my life I certainly don't want to. Um, but you know, what if like the we enter like another like huge terrible depression where nobody has any money? Right. Like this is probably the worst place you could be, or any major city would be a densely populated like urban area would be the worst place you could be because people would just be killing each other and like taking whatever they can it would just be totally fucked whereas like if you live out in a farm and you're growing your crops and you have a gun like you can just manage yourself yeah um that is definitely my thought all the time like if something does bad if something bad does happen in chicago like and we all need to leave i always think of just all those movie scenes of just the highways just just clogged up parking lot yeah Mm -hmm. and how you get back um because yeah i would just go to southern missouri where my grandma has a farm yeah. and just go over there it would take a long time to get there but at this you, point that that's where your destination would be you think yeah, yeah. or just the middle of lake michigan just you'd have a boat yeah just take a boat oh, you I'd could, have if to you could see, take a boat yeah that'd, yeah. Be, that'd be pretty good nice little houseboat just fill it up with mm. Kansas stuff and Some see chef how boy RD yeah and there you go I need chef boy I need cold chef I mean chef you boy can't RD. really complain at that point right, right no it's yeah. living the fancy life no that's that's pretty good yeah I don't know how long I could sustain out there um I'm not Gas. sure this was a really poorly planned uh, honestly like I that's why I like uh that's why I like having a bike so much and like and biking through traffic and stuff I feel like if there was a disaster, I could maybe bike my way out of it. That's <laughs> that's very wishful thinking, but like <laughs> the idea of maybe being able to do that would be cool. Right. And it's also a reason why I like try to pride myself on having like a good sense of direction too. Yeah. Like I can navigate the city pretty well. It's yeah, it's a it's a pretty easy. Do you think you could get home on a bike from I Chicago? mean it would take a long fucking time and if I didn't have any access to water or right. food or it would be pretty bad could you get back like even if you couldn't just drive just ride your bike down the highway do you think you could still figure out how to get home i think i could yeah how far of a car ride is it it's five hours okay yeah i think i could do it yeah i, I like I, if i if i took like uh, you know a week off of work and <laughs> had all the supplies like i could bike home it would it would suck. I would never do that, and like using no GPS or whatever, and just like set out to do it one day. Right. I think I could do it, but that's like with the luxury of being able to stop at a convenience store or something or a drinking fountain. Yeah. Which In the would apocalypse, that, I don't know. Would not be readily available. No, I don't think so. Now my uh, my uncle, one summer, I don't know how far he actually went, but he wanted me to go with him that we would go up to. I want to say somewhere in Milwaukee. I don't know where the Mississippi starts. <laughs> um, oh, it starts in Minnesota, I believe. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So Minnesota, and we would kayak it all the way down to St. Louis. No fucking That'd be cool. Would love to do that. That would be he really is, great. Uh, an outdoorsman. Yeah. And would know how to do it. And I don't, but would love to learn. But you'd, yeah, and you'd like bring the tent and food supplies with you and all that. Yeah. That'd be so fucking cool. That would be great and a great skill to learn when the world starts falling apart. I'm sort of like, but you know, if this ever did happen, like even being equipped to do that, like you're still kind of fucked. Right. Like the, the, even having that idea. So I'm like totally romanticizing this in my head. (laughs) 
and like thinking I'm this great survivalist when in reality I'm probably better than the average person, but that's not going to cut it. Right. All it takes is one dude with a gun and you're, you're, you're over. No, I mean, you look like you pretty quick. You played basketball from time to time. You have the sweats on. Yeah. You ran up and Cargo down courts shorts. pretty quick, but you're not fast enough to dodge a bullet. I can't dodge a bullet. I don't have a gun myself either, so that doesn't help the equation. Maybe I, would, I could steal one. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody would go to your local pawn shop and try and get guns Just first. Find one, yeah. Um, and also, you are uh, completely on your own. You have no responsibility to anybody else here in Chicago. That's true. That helps. That would probably help, yeah. Yeah. I have another person that I would have to look out for. And then... That, like, that if, could help or hurt you, you know? Yeah. That's, that's... But also, like, if she went down in the middle of this. I don't know if I would then still be fine to just go back home and like for my family or if it's like, fuck it, I'm just going to go to, I don't know. You would just like let the environment take you. You'd yeah. Be like fuck this. Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I think that would, yeah, that would be, it's a weird test of like, uh, I would try it. I, I would, don't try, know. I would, you know, I'll see, see what a week feels like. And then maybe just like gun to the head. Maybe if call, I find a quits. gun somewhere. Yeah. It's a real dark road. We just went down <laughs> there, but I don't know. I mean, who, who's to say I even have the willpower to like try and go full on survivalist mode. I might just be so, you know, affected by the devastation that I might want to do the same thing. I, in my head, fantasize and welcome it because mm-hmm. it's a change of pace. I don't have to ride to work every day on a train then just switch it up a little bit. What do you mean? What do you mean? Welcome it, death or uh, some chaos? form of chaos? Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. I mean, I your say life, that, I say that now, but your life is like really good right now, right? As I would say, mine is pretty good yeah. too. I I don't want to. I don't want some, you know, metaphorical tornado of societal chaos to come through and right. fuck that up. But if everybody's done for, then then what's it matter? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like if you survived, then like. What do you do? Look, they love dropping shit up there. They do. I hope I hope the mic picked that up just so you know what I'm fucking dealing with. <laughs> they wouldn't make it in the end of the uh, world. They def- they'd be dropping everything. Yeah. Just too loud. It's like, is that a fucking bowling ball? I think what so. is that? Yeah, I think so. There's a bowling alley up there. I do make those comments. Like, even if I'm alone here <laughs> in my apartment, I would be like, drop it again. <laughs> They're like, well, they're gonna love this podcast. Where they can, what's more fun when you can hear yourself? You can hear dropping balls, and that's me. Who needs a celebrity guest when you got people? uh, Uh, We should have them down here. We might have to. Maybe we could take this. uh, Just bring it up, shove a mic in their face. (laughs) What do you do all night? (laughs) Right. Um, Do you? Yeah. Do you? uh, Are you afraid? Do you panic about the end of the world? Do you have nightmares about it? I don't have nightmares about it, but I think about it more often than I would like to. But it's also kind of like a reminder that like, oh, you just got to enjoy what's going on right now. Because, yeah, maybe that is around the corner, but like your life's pretty awesome right now. So just enjoy the good times before it turns to chaos. Right. Even though we don't have a timeline on it, everything's going to go to shit eventually. Eventually. Maybe in our life. Lifetime, maybe not. Who knows? Yeah. If we're... Still around by 90, I think I would be surprised. If we don't all just go out. Okay, this oh, this reminds me of another question. So, like, you're saying that if we're 90 and something catastrophic hasn't happened yet, you'd be surprised? Yeah. Okay. If there, whether it's weather, um, so, yeah, whether it's a natural disaster mm-hmm. or if our country is completely different than what it is oh, right I'm, now. I'm sure there's going to be some type which of... Yeah. I would imagine that would be the case. Um, although I know uh, all the plates are going to start moving and shifting and we're going to have like three different countries within our country. That's true, yeah. LA has been like long overdue for some type of like massive yeah. uh, earthquake or something. Yeah, I mean, there were predictions that uh, an earthquake may hit during the Super Bowl. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. There are people who were taking bets on it and it was a big it was a, it was a big thing. discussion. Huh. There's also like a thing called like super volcanoes that uh would like destroy the entire like middle of the country. Really? Yeah. Uh like and Missouri. Those are long, 
Uh, probably, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and here, too. Right. Um, I don't know where it is. It's like... Uh, it would be in like uh, wherever um, Yellowstone is or something. Oh, okay. It's close to that at least. Um, and it would just wipe out everything. And we're long overdue for one of those too. I was reading uh, some something or other about that. Yeah. So I'm really like fueling my own fears by <laughs> like just, you know. But yeah, I mean, if you want to be educated about it or if it's better to just ignorance is bliss. I don't know. Yeah, kind of, I think it is. Yeah. I think it is better to be ignorant. But um so given given that you believe that you know we're ninety years old and then this world's gonna be so drastically different, I believe you said before that you're you want to have kids, right? Is that like hard to justify considering like you're setting them up for a world that's just gonna go to shit sooner rather than later? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a selfish like. Oh, I'm fine with these things changing because it would just be me by myself, which at that case wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. So I'm volunteering a couple family members to just disappear as I'm 90. Maybe. Yeah. So no, really, I mean, I would like things to stay the same for my hypothetical children. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it conflicts with that whole. It does. So it's oh, crazy. Yeah. And I mean, and that's why like, but, but all, you, you can, you can still justify it. Yeah. Hap- it just, you know, if it happens, happens in like the next five years. Okay. So I'll be by, I just, I just have one other person uh, who's not my immediate family uh-huh. currently. I'll just have to look out for the girlfriend and that's easier than a couple kids. That's probably, yeah, true. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's nothing worse than uh, the people in movies who have to pack their kids up in a, uh, in a station wagon and they're trying to go and, oh, we forgot the family dog. Oh no. And I see. Yeah. I see. Okay. I think I'll just abandon them before. Like you just like the first newscast. Like it might be the end of the world. See a family, and then I get to be selfish. You would do that. Abandon? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I. Uh, I don't think I could. No. I, I mean, yeah. like, I think in that situation, best case scenario is like you all die together, and it's like you're you're you die with the people you love, and that's that's kind of beautiful and nice. Yeah. I don't know if I would. Yeah. If I would try and survive with my family if you just then accept it i think there's a natural i mean if there's some type of natural disaster it's like well yeah not not a ton you can do right um but yeah if there's some sort of you know mass panic or whatever and everybody's losing their shit and killing each other then maybe more of the survival mode takes over i don't know yeah i mean i think to a point yeah if it i don't know if it is better to survive but this horrible attack or whatever and then you're just living in this dystopia. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's better than just being dead. Yeah, probably not. No, there's no stand-up, Dan. You, you wouldn't have a stage. You wouldn't have a stage. I couldn't do open mics and no. get my thoughts and feelings out there. We couldn't release any of our podcasts. No, nobody would be listening. Oh. That's the real shame. Yeah, that would be the big change from now. I don't know. It's just weird because that's probably the main reason that I don't think I could have kids uh, at this phase in my life or ever. Oh, just because really? I think like I'm, I'm, I don't want to bring children into a world that's like ending. Hmm. Yeah. And see, uh, I mean, I, yeah, I, I have a real genuine conflict about that. And I, and that's me probably worrying too much. Like, cause then again, what if nothing happens? Then I've denied myself that experience of like raising a child and teaching him or her cool things and having that whole nice experience. I mean, I am, you know, call the the world is in a good enough place right now. Like if things got bad next year, I wouldn't be mad at my dad for putting me into this world. That's a good point. Yeah, that's that's not his idea. Yeah, that, well, it's not his fault that how is he to know? Yeah. Right. So then to deny uh, yourself or somebody else the ability to live in this world because you're afraid that it may or may not end eventually. Mm hmm. I yeah. want you to have kids, Dan, is what I'm saying. In the next year. Thanks. In the next year, I got... Find, right. We'll find yeah. you somebody. My, uh, my clock's ticking. Um, well, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think too much about it. And, but I'm like a, on a very good day when I'm feeling like incredibly positive just about life in general, I have the thought that like, oh, if I, if I died right now, I still got to do a lot of cool shit. Like mm-hmm. this was a good run. Right. Not that it's not like a suicidal thought. It's just like, oh, I've lived a very blessed, good life. 
I guess that's the better way to look at it as opposed to like being fearful of all of these things yeah. all the time. Yeah. I, yeah. I think, I think that's better. I also think that a lot of it, if something was to happen and we could survive it and like I'm saying that I fantasize about it and I'm excited about it is because I've always kind of been like, whatever happens, I'll just deal with it. Like I'm, I'll figure out how to find the good parts of it. Whatever you take away from me, I'll figure yes. out how to be happy with that. And, you know, I don't have to go to work every day. That's kind of exciting, right? <laughs> that is kind of exciting. Yeah. True. Yeah, you're, you've broken this, the chain of monotony in your life. And right. It's like, oh, now there's something new I got to deal with. And as long as it keeps on changing every one or two years, because then that monotony would be boring. And come on, bring something else. Yeah. I got to go hunt... Uh, Right. Zoo animals again, because that's all we can eat now. Exactly. Um, yeah, if the world did fuck everything up for a little bit, at least then really fuck it up where I'm just going to then die. Like, don't make it boring for me again. <laughs> don't put me back into an office where I'm doing something. That I'm not right, really yeah. Huh. Yeah, I guess that's a, that's a cool way to look at it. Huh. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I think I'm I'm honestly I feel a little bit better about it. Well, good. I understand your perspective a little bit more, and I'm not as fearful. Beautiful. I did not expect this Roseanne interview to uh, create solidarity and positive. That's thoughts on the. She has world. a way. She really does. You know, we've been bashing her, but I really like Roseanne. I do too. She was a great guest. She she treated us so well by not showing up and letting mm. us, you know convince each other that it'll be okay it'll be okay kind of like this episode as a whole like we started uh our intro it was very rocky we didn't really know where we we're going with it no idea and now we're nearing the end i assume yes we are and this uh is it i actually did get a text from kyle here really so we didn't just compl- oh you turned your phone on also uh, yeah i turned it on uh <laughs> midway through he says Rosanna's is here <sighs> but she went to the upstairs apartment oh really oh that makes sense that loud so, horrible voice uh, yeah okay oh so she just got the wrong apartment so she's just been talking to them real confused and apparently dropping things yeah huh well well we might have to go sort that out eventually but yeah after we drop off the zip file maybe we that's right yeah, yeah we'll go check in. we still are mad at them yeah i Even really though hope the world- they move out or get evicted or something <laughs> And they take their incense with them. <laughs> Good riddance. Good riddance. All right. Well, uh, let's go and talk to them. And after that, let's go watch the Loose Change documentary. <laughs> yes, in full. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Well, thank you for listening. This has been We Book Celebrities. Goodbye. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. Machine Culture.